we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for March 27th. 2016, this is a report by Dave Hodges. He asks the question, how far are the criminal elite willing to go to stop Donald Trump? Now, this is his take on it, regardless of how you may feel about Donald Trump. Like I said before, if he were to get into office and if he were to do what he says he's going to do and implement what he says he wants to implement, okay, would the Illuminati let him do that? That's the question that's being put here essentially just how many ways can a nomination election be stolen from a legitimate candidate there are nonviolent, unethical and illegal means to steal an election these are also false flag events which can be created in order to derail a candidacy candidacy as well now last week i, I showed you all the different ways the highest powers on the planet are targeting donald trump now some seem to think that that is being done all by design because they want him in. And I'm having a little bit of a hard time seeing the logic on that one. Uh, like I said, if it is a um, ruse, if Donald Trump's a, just a ruse and he's not going to do anything he says and he's just going to get in there and turn into a Satan incarnate, which may be the case, I'm not saying it couldn't be the case, but it would be the most elaborate ruse I've ever seen in my life. And to have... Every single sect of, of the wickedness of society, I mean, and I, again, it's too many to name. I named them all last week, pretty much, or most of them. Come out in unison and condemn him because ultimately they know that's going to get him elected is a strange approach to me. I don't know. Call me wacky. Call me zany. Call me crazy. But I don't quite understand it, but maybe it's just too... Hard for my minuscule brain to comprehend. Anyway, let's get back to this. Um, this article examines both of these possibilities. Why both? Because the criminal elite that run the country will never let Donald Trump implement the anti-globalist policies that Trump claims he will stop upon his ascendancy to the White House. Please note that this article will discuss the major options of the criminal elite up to the Republican National Convention this summer. I'm telling you, I mean... If, if all you know what doesn't break loose between now and the end of Obama's presidential uh, term here, which would be basically the start of Janu uh, January next year, I mean, I'd be amazed. I would be amazed because there's just, you know, a lot of stuff that they could implement between now and then. And again, I think this is why it's important that, that God have the heathen in derision that their own tongues would fall upon themselves, that the very trap they've laid, that they fall into, the very ditch they've dug, they fall into. That's not unbiblical to pray that. It's not unbiblical to pray that. Because is it biblical to say, oh God, let the wicked prosper in their wickedness, that they may do more wickedness and take more people to hell and kill more people and rape and pillage. And that's not, that's not biblical. We need God's judgment upon the wicked. Bad. Really bad. <laughs> Good things always happen when God judges the wicked. In the Bible, every single time. So, uh, let's go further here. Uh, please note this article will discuss the major options of the criminal elite up to the Republican National Convention this summer. Part 3 of the series, to be released tomorrow, will discuss the false flag possibilities in a post-convention period in which Trump emerges as the nominee. So in other words, the other part, which I'm not even going to go over today, will of his report would discuss, okay, let's say Trump negotiates the gauntlet of the national convention, and they can't rig it. They, they try every way they can, but they're not able to rig it. They're not able to, to not give it to him. So then what do we do? Okay, false flag or assassination at that point. So this is this is my mindset i mean this is like okay they can't let this guy in unless he's a total trojan horse and not going to do anything that he says and he's gonna turn into satan incarnate maybe he is already you know i'm just saying that that from, from a logical standpoint looking at this these are the scenarios i see developing uh, Dave Hodges is pretty much coming to the same conclusion. 
the Republican leadership is willing to destroy the Republican Party in order to stop Trump. That's saying a lot. They're willing to destroy their own party just so he doesn't get in. And they would much rather be in control. I know it's Coke and Pepsi, and I know it's Hegelian dialectic, and I get that. But still, the Republicans would like to be in control, I would imagine. He goes on to say, I'm still in shock that South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, or a.k.a. Satan, would actually suggest that if Trump won the Republican nomination, that Republican voters should vote for Clinton. Lindsey Graham's evidently come out and said this. This is what a fork-tongued devil this guy is. In another series of stunning statements, the GOP leadership has told the American people that their vote and subsequently their voice means nothing because the party leadership will choose the candidate, not the express will of the people. Yeah, that's, that's come out. We talked about it last week. I'll just reiterate it again. CNBC reported political parties, not voters, choose their presidential nominees. A Republican convention rules member told CNBC a day after GOP frontrunner Donald Trump rolled up big, more big uh, primary victories. Now, they stole the, the election from him in Utah, like I said. They were going to do. I said that last week. Yeah, supposedly Ted Cruz is like seventy percent of the vote or something. And I get it. It's 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 the 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 capital of the Mormons, the the devil death cult of the Mormons. I I get that. I understand. I know Glenn Beck was there on his knees begging, saying he's the anointed one and he's the awaited coming Mormon, uh, prophetic some type of savior. Glenn Beck is out of his mind. He is a devil from the pit of hell. He truly is. And uh, I, I get that. I understand that. The, but I, there's no way he got 70% or whatever it was. There's no way. I don't believe it. I believe they stole it. I stole it. They stole it from him. Kasich stole it from him in Ohio. He had the infrastructure to do it. They tried to steal it from him in Florida, but little Marco couldn't get it pulled off. They stole it from him in Texas. They're stealing all kinds of votes from this guy. I mean, the, the thing is, do the math. Look at the, the sheer amount of people that would turn out for a Trump rally. I went to one. Not because I wanted to wave a flag and wave a Trump card. Oh, no pun intended, Trump card. But I wanted to see, get the kind of like my discernment, spiritual barometer, see what was going on there, see what, you know. I And I, I reported on all that last week in the report I put up there. But when you have rallies where, you know, like the place I went alone, we got there two hours early, had no chance of getting in. We would have had to have gotten there at least another two hours earlier to even have a hope of getting in. And it was like announced like two days before or something. It wasn't like we knew about it for five months. In, in not a really big town in Hickory, North Carolina, you know, when you have that kind of turnout, and then you look at the other candidates that have a very, very small turnout wherever they go to speak. You're, you can't tell me that that doesn't correlate somehow in how many people would vote for that person. With Trump, it's a phenomenon we've never even seen in the United States. And, and, and the left is doing everything they can do to stop it, even including roadblocks at the Arizona one. And, and you know wailing and gnashing of teeth and like the prophets of Baal, you know, basically I'm waiting for them to start cutting themselves and frothing at the mouth. That their master Lucifer is not destroying all the Trump people, you know, because if they could, they would. <laughs> hey, when it's all gone, guaranteed. I saw the vitriol and hate, not from everybody, but, you know, a lot of them. I mean, like they said, they're the most, especially the ones in the big cities, these are the most hate-filled. And they and then they hold up their signs, stop the hate, love Trump's hate. And they're the most hateful people I've ever witnessed. You might as well go to a, uh, a uh, like a Marilyn Manson concert where they're going to sacrifice a baby on stage or something to, to find the kind of caliber of people you're going to find at a lot of these, these anti-Trump protesters. Same, like I said, it's the same people that I saw outside of Planned Parenthood that would be willing to go there and, and, and scream out against the Christians because they want more dead babies. The same, same caliber of people. 
interchangeable. I'd like to do a vote on uh, a lot of these people and see how many of them in the last five years have had went to a protest at a Planned Parenthood. I guarantee you there'd be a very high correlation there. So that's the thing. You, you, you look at the people turning out. You look at the, 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 the groundswell. They're stealing all kind of votes from the guy as it is. Okay, or he'd have way more delegates than he does. It's not being talked about, but I, I mean, I got a brain in my head. I see what's going on. I have been talking about the, them, them rigging the vote system since the 80s. There's whole, there's whole videos. HBO did a whole video on, on the, the vote rigging in America. So, you know, anyway, let's go further here. So this... This is a quote by the Curly Hoglin, an unbound GOP delegate from North Dakota. He said, the media has created the perception that the voters choose the nominee. That's the conflict here. Um, but they don't choose it. It's, it's the uh, political parties that choose. Uh, he told CNBC's Squawk Box on Wednesday. He even questioned why primaries and caucuses are even held. Yeah, why, why it's... He, Basically, why should we even have them? Because the voters don't decide anything, is what he's essentially saying. It's all window dressing. It's all to make them feel warm and fuzzy, like they cast their vote, when it means nothing. It's irrelevant. It's according to good old Curly. And it's no, he's not the same Curly of the Mo Larry and Curly fame. Okay, it's a, it's a different Curly, anyway. Um, even with Trump, Taylor's giving me the look. Anyway, even with Trump's huge delegate lead, of the billionaire businessmen may not ultimately get the 1,237 delegates needed to claim the GOP nomination before the convention. This will lead to a brokered convention in which unbound delegates like Haugland stated could play a significant role on the first ballot to choose the nominee. I believe that the following is what a brokered convention will produce, uh, which would end up being another Romney-Ryan presidential ticket. Now, they had the Romney-Ryan previous presidential ticket to ensure that Obama got in. This would certainly ensure that Hillary would get in because you would have all of these unbelievably outraged people on the Republican side that would refuse to vote for Romney Ryan. Not only that, but the vote would be rigged toward Hillary anyway because they'd be so outraged they stole the nomination from Trump primarily and then... Um, slimy Ted Cruz on a secondary basis or whatever other candidate let's even say Kasich they would be so outraged over all of that that their vote meant nothing that it would ensure Hitlery would get in there and then you'd have another at least four years of Hillbillery in the White House just like you had eight years of it before He goes on to say, in my opinion, an unindicted Clinton will sink the Republican dynamic duo faster than a submarine with screen doors. I love that expression. A submarine with screen doors. Uh, yeah. In other words, Hillary would sink a Romney-Ryan presidential ticket faster than a submarine with screen doors. And guess what? Just on January 30th, 2016, from the Federal Election Commission, in, I, I give you the info all here, it's all right here, we have an FEC form, Statement of Organization, FEC Filing, 104-7622, and it is Romney for President, Inc. Date? January 30, 2016, so this just happened. So in other words, they're preparing for this. Bet you a lot of you didn't know this. They're preparing for this. At the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. They're preparing to use this whole unbound delegate garbage because they're going to ensure that... that, that um, and again, what, why, what would it benefit... Cruz, when he has no almost no mathematical possibility of getting twelve to twelve thirty-seven, he doesn't either. Kasich absolutely doesn't. 
So why does it matter if they give Utah to Cruz? Because it's taking delegates away from Trump. The more delegates they can take away from Trump, the more they're going to ensure that he doesn't get to 1237. And when he doesn't get to 1237, guess what? Republican National Convention. Then they, then they do all their rigmarole and, and cite all their garbage rules. It's one of the things they did to uh, prevent Ron Paul as well. And they say, no, we want Romney and Ryan. And here's a little picture of Romney and Ryan, and it says 2012 with an X through it, and it says 2016, America's comeback team. Because they got the job done before, and they're going to get it done again. What is the job? Lose the election. Give it to Hillary. And then the fun's really going to begin with a Hitlery dictatorship. So yeah. Romney for President Inc. Date of filing 1-30-2016. This committee is a principal campaign committee. Candidate Mitt Romney, Paul D. Ryan. Party, Republican Party, office sought president. I'm not making this up. I, the filing's right here. There's links to it too. You can go to online. .querysec.gov. It's, it's a link straight to it. Paul Ryan comes out and says, no, I'm not going to, no, I will absolutely not think about um, going in there and, 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 and becoming president when I don't have any delegates. Yeah, you know, I, didn't I hear you just say that when they, you said you weren't going to be Speaker of the House? Yeah, you said the same thing there, devil boy. But he'll have to capitulate at some point during the Republican National Convention to obviously appease the will of the people because obviously the people want a romney ryan ticket when that is the last thing on god's green earth that most republicans would even want i mean they they dropped the ball on purpose gigantically last time on purpose so obama would get in trump's went over all of that and it's true what he said about it he couldn't they couldn't have dropped the ball any worse And Trump's went so far as to say something to the effect that for Romney and Ryan to have beaten Obama last time would have been far easier if it was if it was legal, if it was representative, if they would have tried, if the votes would have been accurate, would have been far easier to beat Obama last time than it is going to take for Trump to beat Hillary. He's even admitted that. So they blew it, and they blew it on purpose. Then, um, so we have this whole filing here. There's a whole bunch more verbiage I'm not going to read, but I, it's all right here. So the forces of a line in a nonviolent confiscation of the nomination process. The Republicans uh, will ignore the will of the people. That's what's, I'm, I'm just giving you a heads up. This is what they're planning. Now, maybe it might turn out different. Maybe they might cut a deal with Kasich. Because he's a devil, he's an establishment, but we're, or, or Cruz, slimy Ted. You know? He's, he's just a Bush operative. He'd be like another term of Bush in there. That guy is, is the biggest liar I have, and, and, and the, the sanctimonious, holier-than-thou bit. Bible-waving, pious, I'm better than you, I'm so exasperate. He's done every slimy, underhanded tactic in the book, and then he disavows himself when any of it when any of it's accused on him. And then the sex scandal that just broke looks like it has a lot of merit. You know. Oh, but he he is they're literally they have called themselves the face of God in the Republican presidential campaign. Him and Heidi, his his devil wife, Goldman Sachs Council on Foreign Relations operative wife, demon seed wife, the the face of God is what they're billing themselves as. And if you know anything about me, I love Christian hypocrisy. I love that that veneer of of pious, holier than thou, sanctimonious, I'm better than you garbage that he gives off in spades, and and when. 
the reality is is the exact opposite. He is a just another devil from the pit of hell. I've, I've put out all kind of links exposing this guy. And again, that doesn't mean I think Trump couldn't be Satan incarnate. I'm not saying that. But he's overtly. His 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 agenda is is easily easy to uncover when you look at his previous history. A bush by any other name. And I, there was a report I put out recently on that exact thing. So um, then the, th the next question, why would the Republican Republicans commit political suicide? The answer to the question is simple. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Lyon, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, etc. in the Congress get elected solely based upon corporate campaign contributions. These are the same campaign contributions from the corporations who devised and hoodwinked the country in a series of free trade economies which have enriched these corporations to unparalleled heights. They're all bought, sold, and paid for. Donald Trump self-funded himself. He's not beholden to them. He was one of the guys giving money to them, and he's admitted that. Okay, they, These guys, none of them are that way, though. They're all bought, sold, paid for. Sold their soul to the devil a long time ago. But... Um, but have broken the backs of the American working people by doing this, by selling themselves to all these corporations. The corporations are not going to give this up this corrupt system without a war, and neither are their political minions like Lindsey Graham. If they're willing to commit political suicide, is there anything they will not hesitate to do in order to preserve the status quo? The American people better hope that if Trump is to be stopped that it happened in a similar manner to what is being described here because the other alternatives are very undesirable. If Trump appears to have secured the nomination despite their best attempts at the Republican convention in Cleveland this summer, he could be dealt with in a manner similar to Robert Kennedy or JFK when it, when it strongly appeared that he was going to be the surprise nominee after winning the California Democratic primary in 1968. RFK Two, was a contrarian candidate, and he was assassinated. Also in the past, I compared RFK with the mythical character Howard Beale in the movie Network. Beale was gunned down on national TV in order to serve a message that dissent and interference with a master agenda would not be allowed. If it is deemed that there has been too much attention placed upon the assassination of Donald Trump, which is why it's good to talk about it a lot. Bring it out. Talk about it. Because the more emphasis you put on they're going to assassinate him, the harder it is for them to assassinate him. Such things such as Facebook sponsoring an assassinate Donald Trump Facebook page, then the stakes um, through such things as Facebook sponsoring an assassinate Donald Trump Facebook page, then the stake. I mean, they're, but, but all the... All the left, um, these wonderful people that, that I got to interact with at the Trump rally, they're all calling for his assassination. They're all, somebody please kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. Can you imagine if there were Christian groups saying, kill Hillary Clinton? Be front page news everywhere. But the double standard, you know, it never ceases to um, amaze Never ceases to satisfy either. You know, it's, it just gives you that wonderful, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, let's go further here. Sponsored and assassinate Trump Facebook page. Then the stakes and the consequences for the American people grow much higher. The next part of this is the Republican National Convention will become the American version of the Reichstag fire. What do despots do when they cannot achieve full power and control? They begin to blow things up. And burn things down. Nowhere was this philosophy on greater display than it was when Hitler's henchmen engaged in burning down the Reichstag, a.k.a. the German Congressional Building, prior to the complete takeover of the German government. How would this philosophy manifest itself in today's political climate? What's the way? The easiest parallel application would be a false flag attack upon the Republican Convention in Cleveland. Wow. And then blame ISIS for the event. Well, yeah, that would really be going over the top. The sim and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but he's giving this as a scenario. The simplest method 
would be to have a suicide bomber fly an explosive-laden plane into the convention at a time of maximum occupation, occupation and high drama. With the Republican Party in shambles, the favorite candidate of the criminal elite, Hillary Clinton, waltzes into the White House. And what a note for her to begin her presidency in which extreme totalitarian government would be called for to fight for the new domestic threat of a massive ISIS attack on American soil. Uh, and listen, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I would say that would be worst possible case scenario. Because <laughs> you'd be in... But the thing is, is here's the deal though. That's not going to happen. You know why? Because if they were to have a false flag attack at the Republican National Convention, we would be in martial law probably. Because they would most likely have multiple false flag attacks. And then that would strike at the heart of the whole presidential election process and Obama would come in to declare martial law and he'd be president indefinitely. Elections would be suspended So I, it wouldn't get this far, where Hillary waltzes in, unless they made some kind of exception for her. This would call for martial law, FEMA camps, and complete suspension of the Constitution, and Hillary is just the leader to lead America into its darkest days. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Conclusion. As distasteful as the Stop Trump scenarios presented here may be, they are tame in comparison to what could lie ahead for the American people. Should Trump secure the nomination, then it will no longer be a case of stopping Trump. It will be a case of stopping the newly awakened American people. But see, I, to me, I'm like, yeah, bring that on, whatever. What's the alternative? Just laying down and go back into your, your sleep so they can put us in chains a little bit later? You know, let's let the gloves come off. I, I, I mean, you know, all this whatever i i just i i, I don't see i don't know i i, I don't really uh that, that's my point there i guess is, is the thing there and then he said things could get very very ugly well they're going to get very very ugly there's no doubt about it uh it's just a matter of time you know yeah if they were able to steal the election from trump get hillary in there um yes things are going to get incrementally worse Maybe we would have a little bit more time because they wouldn't have to be so aggressive with the agenda. They, they knew they would have Satan incarnate in the White House. They could take their time a little bit more. Whereas if Trump gets in there and they know he's going to come in and let's say whatever he comes in, then they've got to get more aggressive. They've got to step up things because they can't let that happen. So we have that. Okay, so we are going to kind of massively switch gears here and go into a different part of the study. Uh, this is going to focus primarily on a lot of the uh, vaccine issues, which just continues to escalate and uh, worsen, unfortunately. And uh, it's just something I have to kind of continually keep updating things on. Uh, this is a report entitled, Leading Vaccine Expert Doctor Confesses Cancer and Other Viruses Are Present in All Vaccines flippantly tells all before his death now there's a quote here before i get going with that by aldous huxley who died in 1963 and he says there will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears so to speak now i think that the primary pharmacological method that they're doing that is most likely through the fluoride in the water system and in the toothpaste and in the dental industries that they push uh, which is literally a toxic byproduct of the aluminum industry fluoride in that particular form it is a poison and it is the same thing that the nazis <clears throat> used in the concentration camps to create a very docile servile um population in the concentration camps and, and you see that you know the people that when they found them in the concentration camps a lot of times they were just i mean granted i understand they've been starved to death many of them were on totally on death's doorsteps but you could kind of see it in their eyes that they had lost the will to fight 
and I get it, they've been starved in, in the horrors they've been through. But a big part of that, a big part of them not resisting what was being done to them for most likely day one was them being mass medicated with fluoride in the concentration camps and they openly admit they did this. <clears throat> um, because fluoride burns out the, the lower brain lobes as one of its consequences, which takes away your will to resist. It also calcifies your pineal gland. It, it's just, and it kills you. It, it causes, it literally makes your bones soften. It weakens your bones. It doesn't strengthen them. Uh, causes cancer and all kind of other horrific things in the body. <clears throat> so, when he says there will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, I, I think they're... Granted, there's a lot of different ways they're trying to perform that. But I believe the, the primary way, the most time-tested way, has been through the fluoridation of the water supply, which is 100% criminal. Every day they put fluoride in the water supply across America and in the world. It is a criminal act. You look at the, the containers that they use to put fluoride, the, the fluoride containers that come, and I mean, they are so caustic, you have to, you know, like use levels, whatever bio gear, just handle the stuff. It will eat through concrete. It is so... It is so toxic so <clears throat> then he goes on to say producing a kind of painless concentration camp there we go with the concentration camp for entire societies so that people will in fact have their liberties taken away from them have their liberty and, but rather will enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods because, and that's exactly what's going on today. Propaganda, brainwashing, brainwashing enhanced uh, by pharmacological methods. They're doing all of that. He was absolutely accurate in his prediction. And then he goes on to end this by saying, and this seems to be the final revolution. This is what, it, what is going to bring us into the New World Order. And a big part of it is this pharmacological method of making people love their servitude. And producing a dictatorship without tears, so to speak. It's happening. It's been happening. You gotta do is look around. This this report says this segment of In Lies We Trust, the CIA, Hollywood, and Bioterrorism, which I think you could probably look that up online, produced by consumer advocate Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Now he's he's got some good stuff, but but he's he's whacked out with his theology beyond belief. Um features the world's leading vaccine expert, Dr. Maurice Hillerman, who explains how Merck's vaccines were responsible for spreading AIDS, leukemia, and other cancers worldwide. He's very flippant about it. Uh, this explosive interview was conducted by the medical historian William Shorter for WGBH Boston Public Television with Blackwell Science. It was cut from the show The Health Century due to the huge liability associated with Dr. Hillerman's admissions, namely his statements that Merck drug vaccine um drug company vaccines have been routinely routinely injecting cancer viruses which are the sv40 virus and others into people worldwide for decades and he thinks it's funny you if you watch it i'm not going to play it but you know they think it's hilarious they're laughing and slapping each other in the back and it's it's just one good old big you know love fest there basically they're they're just they're elated Besides spreading AIDS into the human population, these vaccines, when well, that was through the uh, Hep B vaccine uh, in the 70s, these vaccines are thought to be the main cause of increased incidence of cancers over the past few decades. So it's a huge reason we've seen cancer rates explode as well. Uh, so it, there's a link here you can go to click on that. It's it's kind of a, a probably a little bit longer video there, so I don't have time to play it, but I'll give you the link here. Then we have this. CDC admits 98 million Americans received polio vaccine in an eight-year span when it was contaminated with the SV40 uh, cancer virus, which they derive from uh, diseased uh, monkeys. <clears throat> and there is a... Uh, <clears throat> the CDC has quickly removed a page from their website. 
and it was then also removed by Google. So you you can view an image of the web page here. Let me see if this thing's still up. Yes, it is. Okay, this was actually from the CDC. They screen captured it. And um, it's entitled Cancer Simeon Virus 40 or SV40 and Polio Vaccine Fact Sheet. SV40, well, this is from the CDC, okay? This is before they took it down. This is a screen capture. SV40 virus is a virus found in some species of monkeys. SV40 was discovered in 1960. Soon afterward, the virus was found in the polio vaccine. More than 98 million <coughs> excuse me, Americans received one or more doses of the polio vaccine from 1955 to 1963 when a proportion of the vaccine was contaminated with SV40. That would have been my parents, and my mom did die of cancer. It has been estimated that 10 to 30 million Americans could have received an SV40 contaminated dose of the vaccine. I'm really surprised they would actually admit to this. And this is why they took it down so quick. It's almost like, whoa, we, we don't understand what, you know, why we did this, but we put this up. You know, it's very strange. Well, again, maybe it's that whole, you know, okay, having to tell the sheeple people what's been done to them uh, type of Kabbalistic principle there. Uh, let's see. So anyway, they, they, they go on and uh, in the 1950s, Reese's monkey kidney cells. These are diseased green Reese's monkey kidney cells, to be exact, which contain the SV40 um, if the animals infected were used in preparing polio vaccines. I mean, who wouldn't want to use diseased green Reese's monkey kidneys as a medium growth for culturing their vaccines? I mean, hey, they used three different strains of aborted babies literally human aborted babies why not use disease green reese's monkey kidneys this is where they're openly admitting to this but see because sv40 was not discovered until 1960 no one was aware in the 1950s polio that the polio vaccine could be contaminated oh their hearts were in the right place though they, they were so let's give them a pass hey millions of people died because of cancer, because of this. But, hey, you know, we, we got to give them a pass. They, they didn't mean it. Anyway, um, so this is admitting that more than 98 million Americans received one or more doses of polio vaccine within an eight-year span from 1955 to 1963. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't in that one because I was, I was born in 1969, so I got out of this, thank God. But then again, who knows what I got in vaccines i got uh, when a proportion of the vaccine was contaminated with a cancer causing polio virus called sv40 has been estimated that 10 to 30 million americans could have received the sv40 contaminated doses michael carbone assistant professor of pathology at loyola university in chicago has recently isolated fragments of the sv40 virus in human bone cancers and in a lethal form of lung cancer called mesothelioma you see all the commercials for mesothelioma Whenever, whenever I'm like, let's say I'm, I'm getting my car repaired or whatever, and I'm in like a dealership and they have a TV on, because I don't have, have a TV, just have the laptop, I'll, I'll see, you'll hear commercials advertising for mesothelioma. It must be a really big deal where they've got whole attorneys totally dedicated to this one thing. And they want to blame it on asbestosis, I'm pretty sure. But the reality is, is, is that most of it's most likely coming from this. The SV40 virus in the contaminated polio vaccines, you know, from 1955 to 1963, he found SV40 in 33% of the osteosarcoma bone cancers studied, in 40% of other bone cancers, and in 60% of mesothelioma lung cancers. Wow. So, how much untold misery has this one thing they've done in one vaccine in an eight-year period how much misery has that inflicted in the united states and i don't know if they were giving this elsewhere i mean you reap what you sow you know i just i don't know how the, how that all plays out in hell for the people that developed these things and then injected them and i you know i don't know how proportionally you pay for that type of debt in hell. I, I don't know, and I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Whoa. 
Dr. Michael Carbone openly acknowledged HIV-AIDS was spread by the hepatitis B vaccine produced by Merck and Company during the early 70s. It was the first time since the initial transmissions took place in 1972 to 1974 that a leading expert in the field of vaccine manufacturing and testing has openly admitted and Merck and Company uh, has openly admitted the Merck and Company liability for AIDS. So yeah, they, they gave it they gave it primarily to the gay male populations in was it Chicago, New York, and San Francisco. This is a big reason why gay males got it. They they breed like they you no know, breed, but they, they sodomy sodomize each other like alley cats essentially and, and, and have the morals of an alley cat. And they spread it and that's why the AIDS epidemic went through the gay male population like it did. And they did it on purpose. And it was some type of, of beta testing trial run. They also did it over in Africa. And that's why AIDS is such a gigantic epidemic over there uh, to this day. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's admitted now. It's, a, it's out in the open. Every, every, nothing to see here. You know, just one more unbelievable atrocity being committed by the pharmacological uh, medical cartels. And, you know, nobody goes punished. And, you know, they go their merry way. Here is a, another, I'm going to play a little over four-minute clip here, and it's entitled, Hospitals are the Temples of the Occult, by Eustace Mullins Global Science Congress, August 1993 in Denver. This is in 1993 he was saying this. The reason that they do these things is also the explanation of the medical uh, profession in the United States, and that is Satanism and occult practices. And here again, we go back to the ancient world, the Babylonians, when they built in Pergamos the great temple of Aesculapius, the largest healing center in the entire ancient world. And it was named after Aeus, the son of Apollo, who became the healer. But he healed not by God or through God or by purification, which is the ancient healing method of every people in the world, not merely the Indians or anyone else, but uh, purification, but to do it by artificial means, by what they call pharmakia. Now, what does pharmakia mean? You know, the pharmaceutical industry takes their name from that. Pharmakia means, in ancient Greek, it means sorcery or witchcraft. And so this is the basis of the pharmaceutical industry in the United States. This is why they use chemicals uh, and drugs to induce uh, unnatural results in the human system. If, and um, so Aeus and his father, Apollo the sun god, each of them appeared on earth as a serpent. So what do we have as the emblem of the medical profession? You have the twined serpents, the caduceus, which is Aeus and Apollo, that is, at the occult. And it is salvation through the material flesh, not salvation through God. And it comes from the temple of the occult. So when you walk into a doctor's office or you walk into a hospital, then you're walking into a temple of the occult. And this is why uh, the Clinton administration uh, is dedicated to health care. Well, part of the reason is the mounting costs, because the Washington Post published a story last spring in which they stated that the established medical order, that is, the approved hospitals and the AMA physicians, had stolen in the last year $77 billion from Medicare. And they predicted that by 1995... Only $77 billion? I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Come on. I mean, what's 77 billion, you know? Good, good people. Good people. If they would be stealing $100 billion a year. Now, I'm not talking about quacks or naturopaths <clears throat> or chiropractors. I'm talking about the established medical system is one huge burglary ring, and they're doing it through the hospitals and the AMA. And that is why the AMA has their medical monopoly 
And this is why the drug trust has their medical monopoly. This is why they operate for, through the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, which, by the way, was set up to protect you and me against uh, drugs which were poisonous or toxic. And there were a lot of those in use at the turn of the century. And the abuses were so widespread, they said, we've got to turn the government to help us. And so they set up the FDA. Well. Soon after they set it up, of course, the drug companies moved in and um, took it over. And uh, the New York Times published a story last year that the Food and Drug Administration does no testing. They simply accept the results which are sent in by the drug trust companies. And of course, the drug trust companies, when they send in their test results, they omit or they lose they forget to send all of the toxic side effects that destroy the liver and the heart and the brain and the kidneys. And so people start taking these drugs, and then they, many of them are, uh, die very soon afterwards because of these toxic side effects, which the FDA has never seen. And uh, so then they begin a long process. It's because all drugs are controlled poisons, essentially. I mean, just you know, believe that, take a whole bottle of whatever medication you have, and you'll probably be dead in a short period of time. You know, you can't drug your body into good health. They're just chemicals. They're created in laboratories. They're chemical der derivatives. And, and you just cannot drug your body into good health. They treat symptoms. There's no financial incentive for a hospital or the medical cartel or anyone to actually cure anything medically because that destroys their reoccurring revenue stream. It's the way the system has been set up since its inception, and it's the way it will always be is, and, and, uh, if Satan is at the helm of it, and, and he has been at the helm of it. It's not going to change. They're, they're not going to find a cure for Jerry's kids and cancer and all this other way they try to pilfer money out of people through donations, which is just going into their coffers and making them even richer. It's not going to happen. Because there's no financial incentive for that to happen. And it's one of the main ways they're depopulating the world. It's one of the main ways they're weakening us and dumbing us down and creating a weak, servile population that will beg for the mark of the beast for the most part. Through the legal system to take these drugs off the market. And even after a drug has been proven to have these fatal side effects, it takes from two to ten years to get it off the market. And then, if it can't be sold in the United States, they sell it to other countries. Okay, so we have that clip. And that was in 1993. I mean, that was like, I, I graduated chiropractic college that year. It was like 23 years ago. And um, he was ahead of his time regarding that information. Then we have this report, this video, Satan's symbol of modern medicine. Do you go to Satan to be healed? The caduceus is actually the symbol of Hermes. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this with pharmacia uh you can key in pharmacia or pharmacy in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com you can key in caduceus c-a-d-u-c-e-u-s hermes and this is a video on that what i'm here today to talk to you about is to take a look at the intent and what's really going on i want you to look at the medical insignia the caduceus when you look at this insignia, you wonder why is this small globe or light with these wings on this staff? And what are those snakes doing entwined on it? I'm going to tell you that it is the sign of hermetic medicine, modern medicine. It's called Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes was the Greek god who now represents hermetic medicine today. The caduceus, if you will look at it very carefully, you'll see that it's the wings of an angel with a light above it. Lucifer was that angel. He held the light above the throne of God. He is also the one whose dual personality was that of Satan or the serpent. Why is this insignia used today? Hermes had three jobs. His first job was alchemy, the mixing of potions, drugs maybe. The second job was commerce. Let's make some money off this alchemy. But his third job, as you can read here, is that his job was the escorter of the dead to Hades. Now I ask you, what is this insignia doing? It's also called Mercury's 
want. The scorter of the dead to Hades, to hell. That's what his job was, and it's their symbol? Man, that's some heavy-duty stuff there. Okay, it has many different meanings, but did you have any idea what the word hermetic medicine has to do with? Hermetic means that it's completely sealed from air or escape. It also means that it is impervious to outside influence, such as the medical practice of today. It also has to do with having to do with the occult sciences. God gave us the medicine we need. We have it here on the earth. Indigenous tribes heal many different things every day. I say, look at this staff. Tell me that these individuals do not know what this symbol represents. Well, I don't see how you ha why you have to necessarily go to indigenous tribes who may be highly involved in the occult as well. You know, like shamanistic healing. You got to be careful there for sure. But as time goes by, there's more and more things coming out on how to cure this, how to cure that. I mean, that's what my half my life's devoted to. It's been devoted to that for like 23 years, like I said. I mean, I've, I've specialized in clinical nutrition even really before that because I was studying it before I was even a, um, really, before I was even a chiropractor or even started into chiropractic college, I was studying it. So it's, it's been a huge aspect of my life and I've incorporated it into my ministry. But, you know, the Bible talks about that in the end times, the, the, that knowledge is going to increase, okay? And, and you just have to be able to ferret out the good knowledge from the bad knowledge. And, but it is becoming more obvious on treatment routes and things of this nature regarding a lot of different things they supposedly don't have a cure for medically. But it will be demonized. And what we're seeing and what we're going to be looking at next is the pharmaceutical companies and the medical cartels and the New World Order know that their time, if they don't do some drastic things, is going to be limited because there's too many people waking up right now to the truths, like, for instance, that we get into here in the audio broadcast or when I send out on the... So this is why they're really, really ramping up because they're getting more into desperation mode because they realize there's too many of the sheeple people that they would term waking up and something's got to be done. So now they're going to start going after the natural health supplements. They're doing this in earnest. They're wanting to f force vaccinate us. They're wanting to, I mean, it's, it's going to get bad. It is bad. It's going to unfortunately get worse because they know that unless they do some drastic things, they cannot stop this, this awakening that's happening with a lot of people regarding, I mean, just regarding this subject alone, not to mention the other ones we get into on it, on it, uh, whenever we were doing the audios and the, and the newsletters. And we are being duped. Doctors don't know and doctors can't heal. Let me ask you, would you go to someone with this sign looking for a cure when they can't tell you how to prevent it? If you're going to this and you're looking at this, I say look deeper. It's a Luciferian symbol and it's very misleading. It's not about your health. It's about someone's wealth. And it's time that someone brought this to the front. Check our other videos on YouTube and find out about the doctor's oath. This is just the beginning. I think these people need to be called to the table and someone needs to make them responsible. When, and this is a, I've told the story in, way in the past, but one of the, the jobs I had, I worked with an MD at one time and, and we um, worked, we were doing personal injury at the time. And I was doing my thing, keeping what I do. He was doing his thing. Okay, and we were in a clinic, and the clinic door had one of these gigantic Caduce symbols. Literally, it was like wood ingrained, and I didn't, I didn't even know at the time all the stuff I know about the medical system in this. But I knew that symbol was evil. I, I just knew. Okay, I was probably more in my more of my baby Christian phase at that point. But I still knew this was not good. And I remember I went there. I'm pretty sure I, I went I went there on my own time. I don't know if it was whenever, after hours or on a Sunday or on a weekend or something. And I saw that thing off. And it was literally part of the door. And it was gigantic. I mean, it was substantial. It added a whole bunch of weight to the door. And I sawed that thing off. 
or got it off somehow. It took me a long time so that when we were the only office there in this whole, because all the offices I'm pretty sure had this on their doors. It was just part of the, I don't know, the plan they had there for all the offices. And, and it took me forever, but I'm glad I got that thing off. Um, and, but even back then I, I, I knew there were some problems there. Now let's go further. Um, we've got actually, um, starting to run out of time here. Uh, let me go a little bit further. This is, uh, this was just came out vaxxed film is pulled from Robert De Niro's Tribeca film festival following totalitarian censorship demands from pharma linked vaccine pushers. Uh, much awaited an explosive documentary film called Vaxxed from cover up to catastrophe was suddenly pulled from Robert De Niro's Tribeca Film Festival following an intense censorship effort waged by the vaccine pushing mainstream media and pharma funded media science trolls. Watch the explosive interview here. So I'm going to go ahead and play this real quick. Are your children safe? My phone rings, and it's Dr. William Thompson. You and I don't know each other very well. Okay, this is Brian Hooker, PhD, talking to this Dr. William Thompson, CDC scientist. You have a son with autism, and I have great shame. Shows these kids with autisms, and they basically, you know, they're walking around with crash helmets on, and they're 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 drinking a bottle like a baby. I mean, literally, you have fully grown teenage boys with crash helmets on drinking a, a baby bottle i mean they're, they're showing them right here you know they, these are this is all by design in order to create a population of brain damaged children leading into teenagers leading into adults and you you, you they're, they're gonna have no capacity to resist anything they don't have the capacity to um go to the bathroom by themselves they don't have that capacity. They're literally wearing adult diapers and drinking out of a baby bottle. This is the fruit of the pharmaceutical vaccine establishment. And again, it's it's all by design. Now, there's a whistleblower from the CDC who's going to come out and say that the CDC had committed fraud on the MMR study and that they knew that vaccines were actually causing autism. My oldest son, Ian, was walking and running after the vaccine. He was no longer able to do that. So I call the clinic and I said... I so this is the trailer for the film Vaxxed that they just banned from this Tribeca Film Festival. I think my child's had adverse reaction to those shots. And then came the head bang, the constant banging against anything that he could find. Yeah, you think that's not demonic? They want to constantly bang their head into the wall? You heard of like headbangers and mosh bits that go to the really, really hardcore like death metal concerts? You know, you, there, there's some gigantic demonic component here. We, we're not even we're not even seeing with the vaccines okay we have yes the physiological components of all the poisons in them but there's also a demonic component with them that you're not that you're not seeing i mean when you have a vaccine cultured off an aborted baby there's got to be a, a gigantic cursed demonic component that we're dealing with here right now i'm sitting in a very pretty position in terms of providing you a lot of information the first thing that thompson did was to plot a graph now if there's no link between early MMR and autism, those two lines should track together. Now, they do track together until they get to 15 months. Then they separate, and they continue to separate thereafter. And they sliced and diced the data in an effort to get rid of that effect. The relative risk of receiving an autism diagnosis was astronomical. Wow. The CDC had known all along. After you're getting vaccinated, the relative risk of an autism die. I mean, we didn't have autism. It was it was basically unheard of before the modern day event, the modern day uh, advent of vaccines. It's from the vaccines primarily, and yes, I, GMOs play a part in it as well, and then a lot of the other things. But I, vaccines are are the definitely ground zero when you're looking at autism. There was this MMR autism risk. In CDC's judgment, the best public policy is to continue vaccination unchanged. That's that's Dr. Colleen Bowen, Centers for Disease Control, because she knows best in her simpering voice to tell us that vaccines, we need to just continue this because that's what Satan would do. You who run our health agencies in this country, you have an obligation to make sure that these studies are complete, thorough, so that we have all the facts. Oh my God, I cannot believe... We did what we did. 
um, but we did. Dr. Wayne Thompson talking there, but he's one of the guys that was doing this and realized evidently what he did. A mission of crucial data, destruction of documents, misleading the Congress, grievous harm to innocent children. But the Congress and the Senate, they're, they're all bought and paid for anyway. So they're, they're going to go along with it. Again, they're all sponsored. They're all corporate spot. They're all on the dole, on the payroll. So you're just, you're going to see this progressive slide into this evil, wicked tyranny that we're going into. And this is, this is part of that. Everything I've been telling my patients for the last 10 years has been based on a lie and a cover-up. That's an empty. Parents should be able to count on federal agencies to tell them the truth. In 1978, the prevalence of autism was about 1 in 15,000. 1 in 15,000 autism in 1978. 1 in 15,000 in 1970. And you go back further, it was less and less and less. If we assume that things are going to continue as they have, we can predict that by 2032, 80% of the boys born will end up on the autism spectrum. 80% of the boys by 2032 will have autism. Now, I've heard it's 2028, 100%. So that's more conservative than what I heard. I heard there was a statistic um, thing I saw the other day saying by 2028, 100% of the boys will be autistic at the present rate of growth because it keeps growing every year. And what are they doing? They're increasing the vaccine schedules every year. Now they're going to make it mandatory where you're going to be forced vaccinated. So you're not going to have a choice. You know, I choose a bullet in the head. I'm just, that, that's my statement. They ain't going to vaccinate me. Okay. That's how adamant I am about this because I know this is pure wickedness. And I don't know what this is even doing to you on a DNA molecular level anymore. But this is obviously something that is beyond near and dear to Satan's cold black heart. Okay? So this is how serious this is. Then they said by 2032, 100% of the girls will be autistic. Now this one she's saying by 2032, 80% of the boys. But either way, either one, can you imagine? You're going to have the majority, you're going to start to have the majority of the population in a brain damaged state that will be in need of 24-7 uh, some type of, of, of care where you, they're going to have to have like, you know, a, a, attending people to just take care of them. This is, this is the, the world they're wanting to create. They are creating it. Half the children, 80% of the boys. It's a vast number of children who are being diagnosed. with Half the children, 80% of the boys by, she said, 2032. So not as many of the girls, but half the children, 80% of the boys. Autism every day. This is going to be a complete catastrophe if we just let it happen. So you can understand why they don't want this show vaxxed being at this um, uh, Tribeca Film Festival. You can find the Vax Facebook page. There's a link here. The Tribeca Film Festival was co-founded by Robert De Niro, who has a child with autism and who was originally supporting the free speech efforts of filmmakers to create an opportunity for conversation about the issue. I don't understand why these people don't have more moral outrage. I mean, their children have been annihilated. They have been brain damaged to the point they're just a shell of what they would have normally been. And people just seem to be just kind of well, we just want to have a conversation. We still don't want to offend anybody. Where is the righteous indignation that, I mean, to me, just seems normal? Be ye angry and sin not, as God says. Is it, Does God ever get righteously indignant? Do you think God's righteously indignant over this issue? He's got to be. I can't even comprehend this. Then it goes on to say, but the vaccine totalitarians and media science trolls who demand absolute obedience to the fraudulent narrative that vaccines are safe and effective have zero tolerance for any intelligent conversations about vaccines. These are the people that should be executed. Executed. The ones that are doing this. The ones that have been doing this for decades. Doing it on purpose. They should be executed. That's what the penalty should be. You know how many deaths they've caused? You know this is called premeditated murder.
what they're doing. It's premeditated murder. In a lot of states, that gets you death, the death penalty. They're doing it on a scale that the world's never seen, though. But evidently, because they have the white coats and the magic prescription pads, and they have all the politicians bought and paid for, it's okay. It's not okay in God's eyes. They demand utter surrender to the official story on vaccines with no willingness to discuss any of the evidence revealing a known, documented link between vaccines and autism. And that's just one documented link. Just one. Even more shockingly, they have gone to the extraordinary lengths to make sure that no one else has the right to see the film either because what they learn in this documentary might be wildly dangerous to the vaccine establishment. To try to strong-arm De Niro into pulling the film, intense shaming pressure was brought to bear against him by the vaccine totalitarians who De Niro, who told De Niro this documentary was so dangerous that no one should ever be allowed to see it. Yes, yeah, spoke, spoke by the lying, fork-tongued, satanic devils themselves. Vaccine safety, they insist, can't even be allowed to be debated, they, they say. Only one side of the debate may be seen by the public, and that one side must be 100% pro-vaccine, which is which ridiculously claims that the science is settled even when no one is allowed to see the science they don't want you to see. When this conspiracy to silence Vax documentary and deprive the American public access to the other side of this intense debate, the vaccine industry is now engaged in the documentary equivalent of book burning in order to ensure that none of the truth about vaccine dangers and vaccine autism links ever see the light of day. That's all I have for this part. I have to go to part two next. I'm out of time. Thank you.